Hello, everybody. This is John Lind, lead programmer of BB Digital Lab, and this is the BBNJ podcast. So I uh, use a website called Ask the People uh, periodically, and that allows you to you you search something in it and um, gives you an idea of what words are searched after that or what words are searched before that, and it, and it lists out several of them. Um, and this could be, you know me, I like to do my cupcake thing. So if I went in there and I searched cupcakes, it might be cupcakes near me, cupcakes uh, St. Louis, uh, you know, cupcake shops um, as the postfix options, and then it has the prefixes. So it could be how to make cupcakes baking cupcakes um and you'll you'll see like a lot of that so i went and i searched web design for this podcast and one thing i noticed a lot uh was there were things like is web design dead is web design still relevant is web design useful so it seems like even if there isn't like uh, a dying of web design there is an increase in people who maybe believe or are doubting the validity of web design um, so the subject of today's podcast is is web design dead um, let's first get into the reasons why people might be thinking that web design is struggling or what's going on with it um, the first is just lack of results bad or bad results bad experiences that they've had um i mean i can speak personally <clears throat> our our company uh, you know we, we primarily do digital marketing however web design and uh web optimization is, is part of that so um all every single one of our clients or all like 95 percent of our clients have had a bad experience with a marketing agency in the past. And I think that's probably true of most businesses. I, I think I saw a statistic of like 97 or 90, like something like 95 or 97% of businesses have had a bad experience with a, a marketing agency. Um, as I mentioned, web design is part of marketing usually. And a marketing agency usually offers some sort of web design uh, specifically geared towards the campaign. So if they're not seeing results from the marketing agency, they'll be thinking, oh, well, you know, why am I spending all this money doing all this website stuff and not getting any results? I'm drinking some hibiscus tea uh, for those of you who are watching. And for those of you who are listening, I guess that doesn't really matter. Um, but little little tangent um i i try to and if you have a podcast or whatever try to as well be mindful of your audio listeners um you want them to you want to paint a full picture so if you talk about something i'll admit i think last week i, I might have mentioned something that i i was talking about the plants um for those of you who are listening uh, the, my background has several plants in it of, uh, a wide variety, but yeah. So, um, let's talk about 
any other, other other issues that might be facing the industry. So web design, you have that bad experience because you associate it with a bad marketing agency. If something like that happens, that's, I mean, for lack of a better term, that that's, that's not good. Um, because it's not necessarily web design's fault. It, it's part of a greater problem. You know, um, are Facebook ads a bad thing because some, some, uh, sometimes marketing, certain marketing agencies or people who try to do their own Facebook ads don't succeed. I would say no. Um, we've had great success with Facebook ads. We've had great success with web design. Um, uh, but specific tailored and mindful web design, which I will get into later. <clears throat> so that's a big reason why people might think web design is dead. Another reason is there's so many uh, platforms that make it very easy for people to build their own websites that, that genuinely look, look good and that you won't have a problem with. I mean, WordPress has plugins that make it much easier to for people without um, programming or, or coding experience to make a website. And most of them look pretty good. Um, I know mo a lot of um, specialty websites or um, specialty industries will have um, website builders that are explicitly for them the the, web, the um, platform salon runner comes to mind which makes it a lot easier for people who own you know hair salons or uh, the various beauty things beauty uh, salons to make manage maintain um, and integrate the website and specifically tailored towards those that industry so uh, you know, even compared to using a, a builder like WordPress, something that's specific to them is going to be a lot more beneficial uh, because it is designed, it's constructed, it is formatted with that industry in mind. But a lot of those things, um, you know, you can put in your own HTML, but there's not that direct programming. Um, and that increase in very user-friendly things, uh, ways to make a website that, you know, it might not be like um, the, the, the no, I was trying to say Declaration of Independence. It might not be like the Mona Lisa level quality, but it is effective and it, it gets the job done. And um, the fact of the matter is a lot of times in web design or in making a website, like that's what you need. I mean, I mentioned last podcast, you can have the most beautiful website, but if you're not doing something with it, if you're not taking that investment in time, money, resources, what have you, and converting that into lead generation, into prospects, into money, um, or time saved, then it's not really worth it. It's not a, you'll, you'll find that you're just wasting your time and money and then you'll get frustrated with web design <laughs> and you'll find yourself Googling as web design dead. Um, but I think the biggest reason more than anything, what it really boils down to and the, the motivations between behind a lot of it 
um, of why people would be searching this is because they want validation. They want to believe that, okay, web design's dead. I don't have to worry about it anymore. And more specifically, like, I don't have to pay people to do, I don't have to pay web designers to do this. I can just, you know, hire, have an intern who's already doing graphics or video editing to make it, or I can make it myself and I'll be fine. Um, but I think oftentimes that's not the case. So a big reason, and I, I mean, I feel like at this point, every other podcast, I mentioned this, the reason that you have a website is for branding. People will search you in general, the most engagement and interface that people will have if you're doing things right. And if you're posting regularly is going to be on social media. I mean, you know, some people go to uh, bbdigitallab.com, including bbdigitallab.com slash podcast to leave a comment, question, or review. Um, but most people won't interact with you on your website. Um, even if you're doing like making landing pages and squeeze pages, well, how are they going to find those? They're going to find those through primarily social media. So... <clears throat> as long as your content isn't just that, people are going to be seeing your content out there in the world on social media. But people are still gonna be Googling you. If you have landing pages, if you have squeeze pages, people are still gonna be going to your website. And those are extremely important for prospecting, for conversions, for uh, getting leads, getting people booking appointments, um, regardless of what your industry is. So, having a functional, having an effective website. And when I say functional, I don't mean uh, something out of the 2000s, you know, even the, the 10s, even uh, something out of the 2010s. This is the, uh, this is the roaring 20s. I'm not sure what kind of roaring it is, but it, it is the roaring 20s. And things that could cut it five, 10 years ago just don't. With websites anymore. If your website looks old, that's bad for your brand. You have a lot more control of a website, especially if you use a web designer who can give you that higher degree of customization to enhance and optimize your brand than you would on another social media platform because you kind of have to play by their rules. <clears throat> a web designer is making specifically what you want with uh, what is effective in mind. I should clarify that. You can have the per perfect image of what you think a website should be like, but it can still be terrible because it's not what is effective. Um, and that disconnect is what can be a problem for people. That disconnect is what is a good reason why you should have a web designer because they're going to know that stuff. Um, and enhancing and optimizing your brand, even though you feel like maybe, you know, if you're a business owner, especially you might feel like, Oh, well, I know the brand best. I can communicate. I, I, I can explain that. I, I, I have the best picture of it, but it's not the question of if you know it the best, it's a question of, can you communicate that, um, to a different platform? Can you communicate that on your website? You might know exactly what your business means to you. But can you communicate that on your website? 
can you communicate that on your social media? Um, and that's an extremely important question that you need to be addressing consistently. The other big reason that you want a web, website, um, I, I mentioned it before with landing pages and squeeze pages, is that pipeline is uh, for those campaigns scaling critically. If you want to be able to get people signing up for stuff that in a centralized hub, you're going to want a website. You're going to want to make landing pages. And those landing pages need to be good because they're trying to convert people from, you know, maybe cold leads, just traffic from whatever you have, maybe social media, to perspective, um, maybe it's webinar attendees, maybe it's trying to book an appointment. But a website is an integral part of that pipeline. If you don't have a website, how are you going to expect to offer telehealth or, or booking an appointment online, selling a product online? Um, you know, you can go, like technically you can go through um, another website, like selling your stuff on there. But guess what? Those websites are going to take a percentage which, I mean, you can't really blame them. They need, you know, they have mouths to feed. They have people in their employ. Um, that's not, their time isn't free. And I think it's important that they're valuing their time. Uh, a lot of times they're storing their data or they're paying a company um, such as Amazon or, or Google or Microsoft to store their data. That's not free. And you can't blame, you know, Amazon or, or Google for doing that because they have to maintain those data centers. Those aren't cheap either. Um, so, so like you're going to be paying money and you're going to be losing a percentage of your revenue because they, they need some of that, you know, to, to continue offering that service. But guess where you don't need to do that when you're selling it directly on your, your site. Um, I mean, Shopify is like the perfect thing for an online store. And if you can do that effectively, you, you save a lot of money and you can actually make it cheaper for your, uh, clients, for your customers. So they'll be more inclined to buy your product and everyone wins in this scenario. But if you don't have a website, you can't, you don't have those options. You don't have that pipeline or even that pipeline flexibility. So making that, establishing that, and establishing a system where you can scalably generate a pipeline in an automated fashion, where you don't actually have to rebuild the web pages. You have an excellent landing page, an excellent squeeze page that you can just drag and drop, swap out some of the basic information, and it works great because you invested in a website, because you invested in a good landing page, because you invested in a good web designer. Do you need to have every single one be its own custom thing with its own unique interface? No, but you need to have a good, effective, reliable, SEO friendly, you know, a million other descriptors website and templates for your website because that is what promotes scalability rather than having to build it brick by brick brick all over again even if you're not making the bricks you're still assembling the bricks and putting them together you can have the little prefab that you can drag and drop 
and that that is just more effective. Um, so I kind of talked about it a little bit, but I wanted to, well, I want to get into, you have a web designer and, um, how are you going to utilize them? I, like I said, I did talk a little bit about a web designer is perfect for making templates. Now, what do I mean by that? Do I mean you have like your homepage template and use it for everything? No, you have a, a demographic or a, a category template, and then you can reuse that. Um, for example, if you're making landing pages for uh, webinars, that's a perfect thing time to get a, uh, a uh, web designer who can make an excellent landing page or an excellent squeeze page that you can reliably use for other webinars in the future which will save everyone a lot of time and you are ensuring that your product stays high quality. You want to offer as high quality product as you can factoring in price and, and everything else. And having a good website is part of that. But if now you're turning around and you're scheduling meetings with, um, you know, with physicians, well, you're going to need a different landing page. You're going to need a different squeeze page for that. And you need to be mindful that to, to not, uh, it's that question of overfitting or underfitting. We talk about this with machine learning, um, where sometimes the data that you train on the, the, al the algorithm that tries to predict uh, what, is, what is going on, so like, uh, if I'm wearing a shirt, uh, like an algorithm that might predict, okay, based on the clothing that John's wearing, what are some of the actions he's going to do today? Um, if I train and it is too specific to the training data, then it won't matter for um, the real world. Be or It won't be effective in the real world because any variation from the training is or what it was trained on and what it learned the algorithm from is going to completely throw it off. But meanwhile, if you have underfitting where it's just super vague, like um, if John wears shorts, he's probably going to leave the, the apartment at some point. If John wears pants, he's probably not going to leave the apartment at some point. And like, that's it. Well, that's super vague and you're not really getting any meaningful information from that. The same is true for landing pages and, and, and squeeze pages. If your pages are too specific, then you won't be able to uh, have those templates that you can reuse. Those reusable elements aren't going to be available to you. But if it's too general, well, then it won't be really particularly effective for anything. You know, if I just have a generic uh, sign up page and all I change out is the title, like sign up or just like what it is. So I, instead of sign up for the webinar, sign up for an appointment, that's all I change. That's not going to be effective. So overfitting and underfitting, that's extremely important when you're making a website. I have changed the drink that I'm drinking. It, it doesn't look the most appealing, but that this is coffee. 
Um, once again, the, uh, the listeners will be mildly confused, but I am holding a mug that has coffee in it. Delicious. And that is the, I think if you take away one thing in terms of how to utilize a web designer, that is the thing over, don't overfit, don't underfit work with them because they're going to, they'll have experience. They'll know what makes sense. Um, and understand that they are, they, they do have, they, they do bring that, that expert information, that expert opinion, um, because they've learned from experience, right. Or as well as from, from practical theoretical, you know, the, any education they received but they're going to they're going to have a good idea of what is too specific and what's too broad so work with them to make sure that that is that is implemented effectively how else to utilize don't make a page unless there's a specific need for it so on our website we have like the the basic the, the kind of brief descriptions of all the services we provide we have the podcast landing page. I'll say it again, bbdigitallab.com slash podcast, um, which now hosts the video form of the podcast. But that is something that, um, that, that has a specific purpose. Make sure that your pages have a specific purpose and not like, oh, well, you know, I thought this would be cool. Like, oh, this is going to help build our branding. This is going to be useful for the pipe for building a pipeline. These are all important reasons to have a web page. These are all important reasons to have a website. Make sure you're doing that. So we've kind of talked about the existing state, a little bit of the past. So let's talk about the future, the future of websites and web design. I don't think this trend is going to end anytime soon. You're going to see, I think an increasing amount of people who don't necessarily have web design experience, but they're able to access a platform that makes it easy to design an effective and, or, you know, not, not, might not be as effective as using a web, going through a web designer or a web design agency, but that will make it a lot easier for them to do it, to make an effective website that looks good and is functional. Um, I don't think that's going away. I think that's going to increase and you're going to see more people who think that web design is dead, who, after Googling that, won't be like, oh, well, I guess it's still important. Um, they're going to be like, well, I guess we don't really need web design. Will they need web design? Absolutely. Um, especially if they're going through a marketing agency, web design is probably going to be part of that. But I don't think that there's going to be as much of a separation between web designers and the other elements and components of like marketing, like you have, oh, um, someone who does 
who runs the campaigns or the runs the CRM who also does the websites um, with, and I think that the biggest thing, my hope, I don't know if this is going to be the case. My hope is that pe- more people understand um, to not overfit, to not waste their time and money in web design when they don't need it. Cause there's a lot of times where you don't need it as I previously mentioned. Um, and in those cases, you know, having a, having, if, but if you have a, an effective website set up that has those templates that are, that are very easily transferable, then you don't necessarily need to keep doing new stuff. Um, I know SEO is a big reason to have a web designer, but a lot of people I can tell you are, are getting tired of the SEO game, are getting tired of spending a lot of time and money investing in it so heavily because people will spend tens of thousands of dollars. That's a, that's a big part of web design um, that you don't necessarily directly think about. And, you know, if you have the money, it can be extremely effective but not everyone wants to spend that money. And I think that's going to be another, um, it's not going to kill web design, but it's going to change and restructure the nature of it, I think. Um, so that's, that, that, that's kind of my, my end uh, conclusion with the state of, is web design dead? If you have any thoughts on the matter or, or questions or comments, um, when we post this, I know we post it on the Facebook page and uh, a few other platforms. Obviously, you can listen. You can watch it on um, our Facebook page. You can watch it under my YouTube. Uh, I should clarify the Facebook page, bbdigitallab.com. Um, I post it on my personal uh, Facebook page. John, you can look up John Sergio Lint. Um, <clears throat> as well as my YouTube channel. I have all of the videos posted there. You can listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have any questions, you can, you can ask them on any of those and it'll probably get to me. Um, I don't know about Spotify and, and some of those of, how directly you can comment, but I mean, absolutely. Facebook, you just write, you can write something, you write, write whatever you want under the post. YouTube, you can leave, you can leave as many comments as you want. Um, and of course, if you'd like to leave a longer message or, you know, not necessarily one that you want to put in public for whatever reason, um, you can go to bbdigitallab.com slash podcast where you can leave any questions, comments, thoughts, concerns, uh, criticisms, musings, worldviews, ideologies, <laughs> Any, any, anything, um, preferably that is associated with the podcast. Uh, but even if it's like, Oh, Hey, I like the podcast. It's perfectly fine. Um, and yeah, I would love, I'd like to thank you so much for watching and or listening and I will see you next week. Have a wonderful day or evening or midday, whatever it is, whatever time it is, have a wonderful that. Thank you.